everybody, welcome back. It's Dasha, and I'm here with my thousandaire husband. <laughs> J5. So. Just gonna tell everybody I'm a thousandaire? <laughs> yeah. Some of them might have thought I was a millionaire. Oh, well. Y'all threw me under the bus. Y'all thought wrong. Sorry. <laughs> well, maybe you'll become a millionaire when you finally sell your motorcycle. Yeah, I'd be happy about getting a million, about million dollars for it. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So John is selling his 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 bike, y'all. His uh, Suzuki something 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 something. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably be happy that I sell it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the motorcycles, honestly. I, I think they're dangerous. So are cars. Everything is dangerous. Everything is dangerous. You're absolutely right. I have no rebuttal to that. Let me live my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, selling a bike, you know, trying to move into another vehicle. You know, bikes are fun. I have found that, I don't know if it's older age, I think I just got a lot of other stuff going on. You know, when I got my first bike, I was only 19. And I didn't have a lot going on, so I had plenty of time to ride my motorcycle. You know, I would just jump on it and just go for a ride. It didn't matter where I was going, I would just go. You know, yeah. until I felt like coming back. But nowadays, I don't find myself having that kind of time. And I'm not like the car club or motorcycle club type of guy. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, just period, I don't think. I don't think I ever really was that type of guy. It was something I tried out. Oh, okay. But I don't think it was really for me. Um, which is why I haven't done it since then. But anyway, I don't find myself having those moments where I'm like, yeah, let me just jump on the bike. I have a couple times, but not. I don't go on really long rides or you know nothing like I used to. Do I have anything to do with that? No, 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 no. It was me selling it? No, with uh-huh. you not being as enthusiastic as about being a bike rider as you have in the past. Maybe a little bit, but I don't think it's directly related to you as much as it is me having a girlfriend. Because when I had a motorcycle, I didn't have a girlfriend, you know, and I would go pick up girls and I had like riding partners and stuff that we go ride with, you know, I go ride with and stuff. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if I was like, oh, John, take me out on the bike, or if I was oh, like, yeah, so scared probably, of them. We probably definitely, yeah, I probably definitely ride more. If that was the case, yeah. But even aside from that, you know, just with me um, wanting to customize my cars and working with the, with the business to customize other people's cars, mm-hmm. I just find that I don't have as much time, leisure time for that. Now, I'd love to still have one, but the vehicle that I'm trying to get, I think, is a better fit for me right now. Doesn't mean I won't ever try to get one again. You know, Don should probably fight me on it, but. No, I'll, I would actually <laughs> say maybe we should go on one last ride around the block before you get rid of it. Around the block. Literally you should just finally let block. me take you, like, on the highway so I'm get rid of it. No. Yeah. No. That's what we'll do. No. Anyway. <laughs> I brought that up to say shout out to, like, Facebook because their whole little marketplace situation, I think. It's a lot better and more comfortable to me than Craigslist. John has been like a Craigslister ever since I met him. Yeah, and it always long before I met you. Yeah. <laughs> and it always made me nervous because you hear the horror stories of Craigslist. I don't have to say what those are. And so I'm not necessarily crazy about the open market, buy, sell idea. But um, now that Facebook is doing it, it makes me a little bit more comfortable because you can see people's profiles. If you have any mutual friends, if you you know, are from the same area, like, of course, there's going to be people who are still trying to get over and they can make fake profiles, but Facebook tries so hard to weed those people out. Yeah, I think the marketplace is really good. And that's coming from somebody who did, like you said, use Craigslist for a long time. I bought a lot of stuff, sold a lot of stuff on Craigslist. Cars, motorcycles, DVD players, everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I think that the marketplace is, is doing a good job. 
you know, and when I started um, looking for this new vehicle and trying to sell my bike, I realized that Craigslist was kind of dying a little bit. You know, I found that there were a lot more options on Marketplace. People seem to respond more to uh, offer up in the marketplace than they do to Craigslist. Didn't um, you see a profile that you were actually thinking about trading your bike with, or um, it was someone who did have a good deal that that you were interested in, but you went and looked at their profile and you were like, I don't even want to do business with that person. Yeah, um, I had a guy offer me, now I put my bike up for trade to see if anybody with the particular kind of um, vehicle I'm looking for would, you know, wanted to trade me for it straight up. But I had people, you know, asking me what was my cash price. And one of the people offered to give me like $500 less than what I was asking for, which is not bad, not a bad deal. But um, he offered me $500 less. And I, you know, I was considering the deal to go ahead and get rid of the bike and move on. And But I always kind of go to the people's profile to see like, what kind of person they are. Is this a car person? Is this a, a wife buying for a husband, a dad buying for a son? You know, I just, I'm just curious to yeah. see that kind of thing, to know who I'm dealing with or whatever. And so I go to this guy's profile and there are some racist jokes on his profile, you know, memes and stuff like that. And it was interesting to me because they weren't race jokes. You have to understand what I'm saying. Like there's a difference between a race joke mm-hmm. and a racist joke, mm-hmm. you know, and these were definitely racist um, jokes that were on his page, not just like funny race jokes. Because I can, I can deal with a good race joke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? John wouldn't tell me what they were, so I really care. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not going to show you, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, I told one of my friends about this at work. And he was like, well, they money spend the same as ours. And I was like, yeah, it does. I said, but it's not about that. I said, like, you talking about giving somebody a deal. You know, he wasn't even offering my full asking price. Yeah. You know, so why should I be inclined to give a deal? Cut a break to someone. Right, to somebody like that. Yeah. To somebody I know doesn't like people like me or feels some type of way about people like me. No, I'm like, screw them. Go find one somewhere else. You can't have my bike. Yeah. You know, especially because I'm not desperate to sell it or anything like that. Right. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, see what's out there or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely made me say, nah, don't want to do business with you. So that is one like leg up that Facebook Marketplace has on like Craigslist and stuff like that. Yeah. That goes back to one of our previous episodes. Just like you never know who's looking at your profile and how yeah. that affects your business or overall yeah i mean because the guy could be racist and not have those kind of things on his profile and i probably would have sold him the bike you yeah. know and he could have went back to all his racist friends and be like yeah i got over on that nigga you know what I mean? <laughs> like you never oh, know but no. yeah that would have been terrible yeah well that's the conversation <laughs> me and my dad had but i'm saying he could have done that yeah and i would have been none the wiser i would have just been happy had my money and moved yeah. on you know, but because you want to be so tasteless as, as to put those types of things on your profile mm-hmm. where everybody can see, because obviously these things weren't private. Yeah. You know, I didn't, when I go to people's profile, I don't like dig and dig and dig. You know, I just might scroll a little bit, look through a couple pictures. I did. And, and it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't take very long for me to find it. Yeah. You know, once I found one, easy. I was like, am I tripping or is this what it is? And so I looked through a couple more and I found more. So, yeah. And But another thing, just to go back, I know we're just kind of backtracking, but you were talking about people creating fake profiles maybe on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Another thing is you can always see on Facebook, like, yeah, Facebook member since. Yeah. You know? It'll say so, that. So that helps a little bit. I mean, you know, as long as it's not like a hack page. But anyway, it's, least, it's at least steps in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for the date night suggestions. I'm going to share them with anyone in case others were interested in hearing what they were. We got some information regarding some salsa lessons at Coco Cabana. Are you trying to take me dancing? Latin dancing? Will you go dancing? Can I hold the rose in my teeth? Uh, and that what you do when you salsa? Uh, I think that's like more like I hold the like rose the... in my teeth and then I pass it off to you or something? I don't think that's a salsa. I think that's more like a, a, a waltz. Maybe. Oh, that's yeah. a waltz. I don't know. I'm lying. Don't can, I, lying. can I get real sexy? 
Can I put my shiny shoes on? If if I say yes, will you go dancing? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Where's Coco Cabana? I don't, know. I don't, I don't um, we got checking out a Korean barbecue spot, which I do have on my Yelp list. One of the Korean barbecue spots in Midtown. You know, I had Korean food one time and I wasn't a fan of it. I don't know, like, the Korean, Korean barbecue. Barbecue or, like, Korean food? No, food. I had Korean food. That's why I was just about to say. I don't know if, like, the barbecue is different. It's not that much different. It's the same flavors. It's just... Korean barbecue is good. I like Korean barbecue. I don't know. I just had a bad experience, I guess, with the only time I've ever gone to a Korean restaurant. All right, so we'll make that number one on the <laughs> on the date list. Yeah, food trucks, roller skating, exploring a new neighborhood. I like food trucks, I can't roller skate. I do like to explore new neighborhoods. Yeah, John can do anything and everything that he puts his mind to, but for some reason he refuses to roller skate. It's fascinating. Fascinating. I can't skate. But you can do everything else. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you don't know that you. You, I don't even want to talk about you it. You know the story pisses, of Achilles? It pisses me off, whatever. Have you ever heard the story of Achilles? <laughs> yes, yes. Roller skating is John's heel that is ridiculous. Cause this, let this man tell that he can do whatever he wants. Let me tell it. Yeah. I can't do whatever I want. Exactly. Do you, you hear what I'm saying? That's exactly what I'm talking about. But he won't go roller skating. Whack. Whackness. Build a fort. Make your own cocktails. Build a fort. Who said that? I don't know another podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can build a fort. I'm not sure. Can you build a fort? You don't seem like you were the fort building type. Yes. As a kid, you built forts? I built like a fort. Oh, see what I'm saying? Just one. I don't feel like our fort is going to be able to withstand attack. And that's the whole point of a fort. You just need some books. Books? See, this is already going <laughs> how, did you, how did you build your fort? Uses books. Chairs. Chairs, blankets, and then you put pillows. books on the blanket. How you get the pillows and blankets to stay down? With books. Skill. With skill. <laughs> With skill. Well, where are we going to build a fort at? All the rooms. All this house fire. we got? <laughs> we can build a fort over the whole thing. People walking in our house would be one big play fort. <laughs> one big fort? All right. We got do-it-yourself classes at Michael's Home Depot or Hobby Lobby. That would be cool. And I'm into that kind of stuff, but I'd do that. Yeah, I thought you might like that. I'm going to challenge us to do all of these things at least one time. I'm with it. All right. I mean, it's going to take some time. You know, we ain't going to knock them all out in like a week or two. No, of course. I'm just, I'm just saying we should just do them all. We asked for suggestions. We got suggestions. We should do them all. Sounds good. All right, cool. Anyway, so there were a lot of movies out that we both wanted to see over the weekend. So, I finally got the opportunity to drag John to the drive-in. Did you drag me? Did you want to go? I was completely open to going. Didn't you kind of have reservations about the drive-in? Never? No, you kept trying to... How have we never been before? You kept trying to put reservations on me. I think in the past, I can't remember what movies it was, but I think depending on the movie, I might be like, I'd rather go to a theater to get the theater experience to see it. Mm-hmm. Just like we were talking to one of our friends about that this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I think certain movies, you know, like maybe like action-packed stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't go to see... Comic book movies, yeah. I think that's better like movies. in the theater than it is in the drive-in. Yeah, but none of the movies we wanted to see were like... Right, and so I was completely open to going. But even after I said, yeah, cool, let's go, he was like, 
oh, but you don't want to go. You get what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I, I, just, I, like, <laughs> I feel like there was conversations about why you, like, I don't know. No, I no, can't no, no. I think it The up. only conversation that we had was that you were, like, excited about the drive-in, and I wasn't excited about it because I think, you know, where you're from originally, there's no drive-in. There is no drive-in. Right. And so you only got to go to the drive-in when you came up here with your dad, I guess. Yes. Or when you was in college, when you moved up here. It was mostly, those are my memories of the drive-in is going with my dad. And my cousins and right. the band and so Jurassic for me, Park. you know, me and my mom would go to the drive-in sometimes, but it wasn't nothing special. It was just like, oh, we're not doing nothing. This movie wants see it. Yeah, let's just go to the drive-in and see it. You know, my grandmother lives almost right up the street. You know, really right up the street from the drive-in. Mm-hmm. So I saw it. It was always there. Like me growing up, and we went plenty of time. But it was so it wasn't nothing special. You know. Yeah, well, my cousin like, was it's just like, always been there. <laughs> cousin, I have I have a cousin who was across the street from the drive-in, but it was still maybe. But it probably, my, my dad I, just might have made an event out of it. Well, no, I, I'm willing to bet that if you were to talk to that cousin now and ask them about the drive-in, they probably don't feel the same way about it that you do. No, I believe that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but then that's probably because they live across the street from it. Right. Yeah, but I like it for the cheap prices. Of course, you can pay one price and see like multiple movies. But I think just getting older, movies. You get older. Movies. Uh, well, I'm getting well, older. Getting well, you said last week that you were getting older. Your body was feeling the old. Funny thing, so now that's I'm... last week. We're in this week. Okay. okay. All right. The funny thing is, you were the one talking to me like, "Are you gonna be able to stay up? Yeah. You sure you're gonna be able to do that?" Yeah. I was having a hard time getting through the last movie. Like, I was just tired. <laughs> yeah. You probably, you know, back when you, like, really liked the drive-in. Yeah. You know, the drive-in is something that's really appealing to young people because it's like, oh, we can go here and be alone, and do, but we have a reason to be alone and that kind of thing, maybe. Mm, I, mean, I mean, it's always I, I kind of beautiful drive-in, except for, like, the one time where, like, me and a gang of my friends went. We had, um, one of our friends' mom had, like, a transportation service, like, for kids to daycare or whatever. And like so a she bus? Had, it wasn't a bus. She had a van. Okay. Um, but she would like pick kids up and take them to daycare and take them home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, our friend would drive this bus a lot of the time, mm-hmm. right? And so we were in like this twelve passenger bus, twelve passenger bus, and so we all just like pile up in it and go to the drive in. Oh, that's you know? cool. So yeah, that was fun. But like outside of that, I've always saw it as like take a girl to the drive in. Y'all could you know be alone. You'd be hugged up or you know like all that kind of stuff. So The Incredibles is out. Ocean's Eight is out and. Superfly was out. I don't know why Pixar took like 14 years to make a sequel to that movie, but... Is it 14? I thought it was like 10. It was 14, for sure. I looked it up. So the other one came out in 2004? Yeah. Hmm. Google it. Let me look it up right now. Let's see. Is it 2004? Because the thing I guess I'm trying to remember is like, why was I watching The Incredibles? Like, Hey Siri. Was it just because it was a... Are you doing Siri plugs on the podcast? <laughs> when did The Incredibles? So yeah, that when was did The get. Incredibles come out? <laughs> the Incredibles was released November fifth, two thousand four. Mm. I mean, I didn't disagree with you. I just was <laughs> like, wow, was it that long ago? Well, this is how I'm thinking about it. In November of two thousand four, I was um, starting off my eleventh grade year. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. And so I'm just like, I like The Incredibles, and I remember watching that movie. I'm assuming I went to the movies to see it. I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I didn't have a little brother at that time. So I'm wondering, was it just like, oh, it's a cool Disney Pixar movie, so I wanted to go see it? or? Uh, I mean, I saw it because it was a Disney Pixar movie. I mean, but you have to think 14. You're, but you're, like, two and a half years younger than me. 
Either way. I mean, I ain't no shame in my game. I you know. Was like, why I, are I like you that ashamed? movie. Oh, no, no, I'm not ashamed. I just, you know, trying to put two and two together, like, to yeah. figure out, like, what was my mind state when The Incredibles dropped. Yeah, I mean, it was a good movie, and that's why I'm like, I can't believe out of all these movies, they decided to wait forever to make a sequel to that one. Especially because that one was, like, obviously set up for a sequel. So yeah. That's the weird part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was telling John that I feel like I'm noticing an increase in female leads in movies based off. What I saw from The Incredibles, which we caught like the tail end of it and the previews, you know, you have the mom who looked like she was the main character in this versus the dad. And there was even a scene where the mom was trying to go save the day, but she was like, but wait, what about the kids? And the dad was like, go, like, go girl, you know, I got this. Go girl. That's, what <laughs> that's not what he said. Mr. Incredible said Mr. go girl. Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. Said, go girl. But even the villain was a woman. And then you have Ocean's 8, where it's eight females do, um, pulling off a, a robbery. I was trying to get John to watch Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 yesterday, but it didn't work out. I don't know. <laughs> you already know how I feel about movies anyway. I don't know yeah. what made you think we were sitting there, we were going to watch six hours, <laughs> five to six hours worth of movies, and then go to the movie theater and watch another four hours worth of movies. I don't know what you thought. Yeah. I think this is our future. I think we're definitely going to see a lot more of this. I don't know. Is it just me or are you noticing kind of like women taking more dominant roles? Even in Black Panther, you had the female warriors. Like these are warriors, people who protect the country and protect the king. They are females. Yeah. No, I agree with you, but it's not (laughs) something that I picked up on immediately. Yeah. I think because you're a woman that you may have picked up on it quicker. Gotcha. I'm a man, so... I didn't notice that. Yeah. Now, if there was something like a bunch of movies that was putting men down, like I probably would notice that before I would <laughs> notice that there's female leads. Yeah. You know, so you, you pay attention to things that remind you of yourself. True that. That female dominance leads us into our love topic. A friend sent over a CNBC article as a suggested topic for us. The title said... Millennial women are worried, ashamed of out-earning boyfriends and husbands. This article discusses women's feelings towards out-earning their male counterparts. I think this was a very interesting topic for us to talk about. And we can be completely honest here. It's what the podcast is for. When John and I first started dating, I did make more money than him. You guys, you guys have heard us say that before in previous episodes. Most definitely. But I... Also knew what the earning potential was for his field of work. And I think I felt comforted in the thought that he... I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> but she ain't messing with no... <laughs> I think I felt comforted in the, in the thought that he could possibly make more money than me one day. And that, you know, like we said before, that was because I was paying for a lot of things. I didn't necessarily... I mean, I did it, but I was like, am I going to have to do this forever? So what were your thoughts? I think it's interesting that um, that a lot of people think this way, because I definitely don't. Like, I feel no need to make more money than you. Mm-hmm. As a man, a millennial man, I guess, you know, I have no problem with my woman making more money than me. Mm-hmm. For me, it's all about the big picture, do you know? You- Sorry, do you think you know any men who would have a problem if their women made more money than them? Yeah, I think so. I think that is important to some guys. I think that whole breadwinner thing and being the man, 
I think a lot of men just naturally like control. You know, we try to control each other even. And so definitely in the household, that's a place where a man wants to feel like, you know, he's the king of the castle. And usually the money is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the ways that a guy feels like he's the king of the castle. Where I'm the one bringing all the money in here. I'm paying the bills and whatever, whatever. But I do feel like I know guys who probably wouldn't be, you know, all that happy if their if their woman was the breadwinner. But now I'm not. But I'm not like that. You know, I've said multiple times that I wish you would make more money than me, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could kind of fall back, right? You know, follow my dreams. But I'm okay with being being a breadwinner. For now, he's the breadwinner for now. Yes. Yeah, you know, we talked about we talked about it being like a game, like going back and forth, like you trying to catch me, and I'm trying to catch you, and back yeah. and forth. So that's why I said for me, it's all about the bigger picture. You know, as long as we can combine our incomes to to live the lifestyle we want to live, you know, that's what it's about to me. I agree, and that kind of goes with that partnership thing. Like you said, you catching me, me catching you. Since we always use the word partners when we're talking about our union and our marriage and stuff, I think Mm -hmm. that's a big part of how it comes to play. I'd like to think that at this current stage in life, it doesn't matter to me how much either of us make as long as we can sustain the life that we want. And But you don't believe it? You said you would like to believe it. I said I'd like to believe it's easy to say. That but sounds like you don't believe it. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's easy to say, but if you get a pay cut tomorrow and come home making half of what I make, how am I going to feel? I, I can't answer that because that hasn't happened yet. You want me to quit tomorrow? <laughs> no. Let's try it out and see how I feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. But I said that we need to sustain the life that we want to live. We can't sustain the life we want to live on a... Uh, now we're talking about less than half our household income. If you're going to be making less than me... My thing is, you said you know a lot of women who feel this way. And, no, 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 no. Or what do you say? I said I'm surprised, You're surprised that there are a lot of women who feel this way. Okay, I know a lot of women who feel this way. And what surprises me about the women who feel this way is that, you know, you guys have heard me say, all my friends got two degrees. I have friends that are trying to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, clin- clinicians, engineers. I have a master's degree. You know, my career goals haven't changed since you and I have met. They've always been the same. I'm just trying to make it. I'm trying to find a job that I love and that can sustain the life that I want to live. So let me ask you, um, if tomorrow you got that job or that promotion or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say that you are now making more money than me. And I'm going to say, let's say you're making 20,000 more than me. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? What do you think? How how does that change your perspectives and what you feel about the relationship and the household and all that? I, I don't think it would change. That's what I'm saying. I'd like to think that that wouldn't change. I think it would change some. Now I don't think if it would I make be like twenty thousand more than you. Yeah, if you make twenty thousand more than me, I would be like, uh, finally, my master's is paying off. Like this is yeah, what I went. <laughs> but but that's on a that's on a personal level. Yeah. And so I'm talking about on the relationship level. Okay, because of course, any person who gets a significant raise is going to be happy for themselves and feel like all their hard work is paying off. Yeah, I mean, that's a no brainer. But we're talking about as it relates to you and your husband, you're used to your husband making more money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if now all of a sudden you're the breadwinner and, you know, our household income goes up like that, you don't really have to come to me for nothing. You are probably in more control of the big purchases. Does that change? the 
the dynamic of our household. Like we just bought a refrigerator. You know, if you're the breadwinner, do you just go buy the refrigerator now? Do you not have to come to me and say, hey, I really think we should go ahead and get a new refrigerator? Okay, I get, I get what you're asking. And I'm going to say what I think would change is that I would feel a little bit more empowered. Right. I'll feel a little bit more empowered. But you and I... You said a little bit. I think it's going to be a lot of it. You, but this is, this is where we're still partners in this, though, okay? Mm-hmm. You and I set an agreement when we did premarital counseling that we weren't going to spend more than $200. Is that mm-hmm. correct? We weren't going to spend more than $200 on anything at any given time without consulting with the other person first. Correct. So to answer your question about the refrigerator, no, I wouldn't just go out and buy another refrigerator because that's a... All right, so... That's, that's a great point, right? Okay. But, but here I am to try to chop it down, of course. All right. Um, when we made that agreement, yes, we were pretty much in our current situation. Yeah. Making the money that I make, making the money that you make, mm-hmm. you know, and all, and all that. So do you not feel like you'd want to adjust the agreement or that you would feel a little differently about it or it's not a big deal? Let's say, I'm just going to throw a number out there. Mm-hmm. Let's say you had that job for two years, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a significant pay increase over what you make now. Um, if you were to slingshot past me like that, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say after these two years, you got twenty thousand dollars in the bank, twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh man, we really need a new refrigerator, or washer and dryer, whatever it is, and you tired of dealing with it. Do you really feel like you don't come to me because the washer and dryer or the refrigerator costs more than two hundred dollars? That's what we agreed to. We can't. That's how. We made that agreement before we got married that this is how, these are the rules and the standards that we're going to set for our marriage, mm-hmm. and this is how we're going to stay happily married. I understand that. But do you like, okay, do you feel like it should change at all? No. You just, no, that number is still, that number is good forever. When have I ever spent $200 on anything? Well, if you're not in the you're going to spend $200. <laughs> I mean, just like, oh, it's something that I want for $200. Like, yeah, but we're not talking, okay, so that's a good point. So we're not just talking about like, you wanted to go buy clothes. It's about something that we feel like the household needs, I guess. You no, know. I'd still tell you, like, John, the household needs this refrigerator, so I'm, we're going to buy it. You know, we should buy it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, I we just... We will see. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, we will see. No, we will see, because I am going to make more money. I'm, I am going to slingshot bash you. I'm not <laughs> worried about it. So we will see. But um, I got two jobs now, so you better get to work. <laughs> whatever <laughs> like I said as long as we're just staying in our household I think that's the biggest thing for me how do you think your parents relationships and um, your upbringing has had an effect on your thoughts about this hmm. you know about women being making more or I don't know it's tough to say because the man holding the household whatever for know? I mean for my I want to say for my entire life Unless my father was, like, out of work. But as long as he's been working, he's always made more money than my mom up until very recently. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, and they started doing this kind of, you know, I don't know the roles swapped or whatever you can say. I don't think the roles would be swapped in the household, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Pay-wise. All right. So, growing up in a household where my dad did make more money, you would think that maybe I feel like I should make more money. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's not how I feel. But... I will say my dad, I feel like, has always been open to the idea of my mom making more money than him. Right. That's just not the way it was. I mean, yeah, when 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 she did, he'd be happy to say, yeah, like, my wife 
this and I'm yeah, cause golfing. Had, and, yeah, because then you have to do nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. he, he go golfing every day and be like, hey, honey, you know, thanks for bringing home the check. <laughs> yeah. But I, so I do feel like your, um, your upbringing has something to do with it. I think we kind of, we didn't let you fully, I, I, might, I may have cut you off. I didn't let you fully express your thought. But you were talking about how your friends all have, you know, two degrees and they're setting themselves up for these really amazing careers. Yeah. And we were basically bringing that up, I think, to say that if they're setting themselves up for these amazing careers and they want a man who's going to make more money than them or be able to hold down a household by himself, then they're um, setting these men up to have even more amazing careers. Right. 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 Even using... I think we talked about this before, using Molly from Insecure as an example. Mm-hmm. She felt like she, you know, was being underpaid because she was working hard, doing a good job for her clients. And then the guy in the same position as her, a white male, was making more than her. But she felt like she was doing better than him. So just using her as an example, if women want equal rights and equal pay, let's say that actually comes about, that would mean that... We're all on an even playing field, all of a sudden. Right. Which and, I, which, and men well, would either need to date down right. or yeah. women, women would have, have to date up all the time. Yeah. Personally, I'm all for equal rights, equal pay. Mm-hmm. But I'm also all for my wife making more money than me. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I'm wondering if the people who are who still think the men should make more, is that what they feel like should happen? They should date up? Personally, I like dating on my level. Yeah, me too. Not saying that like if Janelle Monet hit me up saying that she was trying to get with me, that I wouldn't be with her, you know. No, I'm not gonna flex. I'm not I'm not gonna flex. It would be nice to like date up to just be like Right, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that I won't date up. Yeah. You know. But um Janelle, if you're listening, you know. Sorry, Dasha's giving me an evil look right now. (laughs) Just uh just hit me in my DMs. Uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> no um, but seriously though if, if somebody you know who was you know on a higher level than me wanted to date or we got serious I mean I, I'll be fine with that but I am more comfortable I think initially dating on my own level us being in the same playing field mm-hmm. just me that's you know that keeps, that gives me a certain level of comfort mm-hmm. so but I'm curious like the women who are worried or self-conscious about making more money than their men do they feel like they should be dating up? Is that where Maybe their mind is Maybe that's what at? that is. Right. Yeah, that they should be dating up. If you're looking for, let's say it takes $100,000 to maintain a household. Again, we're talking about people our age. Sean and I are 27 and 30 years old. So between the ages of 27 and 30 yeah, years old. almost 28, girl. Uh, okay, I'm getting there, yeah. <laughs> we're 27 and a half <laughs> and 30 years old. Yeah. So if you're looking for someone who makes $100,000... You might want to look in an older age range, and oh, by the way, I mean, you probably don't want them to have kids either. So, there's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's people in our age range who make that kind of money. I think if you're gonna be picky or have a certain standard, I think that's all fine and good. I think you need to be willing to wait, though. Yes. Because obviously, it's gonna be easier for you to find a man who makes fifty thousand dollars a year than it is for you to find one who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. All right. And it's gonna be a whole hell of a lot easier for you to find one who makes thirty some thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Than it is to find either the fifty or the hundred thousand. I don't know. Let's stop trying to uh, think these hypothetical thoughts. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're no, no, no. It's okay. I just, you know, I think it's hard for us to have a conversation about what someone else is thinking. So we're just gonna see if we can get 
some of these women who feel this way to come on and we can have a group discussion about it. Okay. Follow me. Okay. So, yeah, we were talking about men holding down the household and being taken care of. In relation to that, you had some questions. Like, if a, a woman wants the man to take care of her, right? What yeah, because I think one of the questions return? that came one of the questions that came up was um about a man being able to hold down the household on his own. Yeah, and like, then there was by this, himself. yeah, and there was this gray area, you know, about whether that meant oh he should just make enough money to do it or he should actually do it. Right. And so I was saying for the women who think that he should actually do it, are they willing to take on all the roles you know of a traditional like stay at home wife or mom? Right. Because I kind of feel like. The traditional stay-at-home wife or mom takes care of everything at the house because the guy's out working. You know, he gets home, he's just relaxing, and he kicks his feet up. Feet up, watch the TV. Right. The wife brings him dinner. Not yeah. even, like, prepares yeah. it. And I'm not even going as far as to, like, bringing him dinner, but uh, you're going to cook the dinner. Make sure the dinner is cooked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you going to make sure the house is clean or the clothes are washed or, you know, all those things. And so I'm especially curious to hear from women who plan on being working women. Mm-hmm. You know, and want a guy to pay for everything. Like, are they willing to try to do all that? Because that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not trying to make it seem like that's an easy task. No, not if you're you know? working. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an easy task for anybody. Mm-mm. I think it's a tall order, regardless. But especially if you're working. Yeah. Yeah. I tell John all the time, if I'm getting up to go to work every day, then you you got to help me around the house. And actually, we just had a conversation about this. He was like, "All right, so maybe we should just split it up." <laughs> I work better with structure. Even as a kid, when my mom get upset about me not cleaning my room or cleaning my bathroom or whatever it may be or just helping around the house, you know, I always did better when I had like a set list, a chore chart that I could look at and shake it off and move on, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just I just worked better like that. That's why I suggested it that way. Okay. So in regards to our home and what we're doing, are we do we naturally fall into certain roles or do you think that we just Oh yeah, I definitely think we that do I'm, it because I don't really think I do anything just because I'm aware that it's a gender role. I think all the gender roles that I participate in, I think it's a natural thing. It's maybe, it may be what I grew up around, you know, or just how I naturally feel that things should be. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Like being a protector. You know, I don't, I'm don't. i not a protector because I feel like, hey, traditionally, that's what guys do, so that's what I'm going to do. It's just something in me that wants to protect you. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's my job. So I think that's like a natural just falling into a gender role kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think that there's things that I do that I'm like, oh, well, yeah, guys supposed to do this, so I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't cut the grass. Not that I wouldn't cut the grass. You know, my lawnmower is messed up right now, but I haven't taken the initiative to go get it fixed because maintaining the lawn is not one of those gender roles that I'm just like naturally like, yeah, I'm a man, I'm going to get out here in this yard. Although I do want my yard to look nicer than it looks right now. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just, just for an example, though. I know. I, I feel like I do most of the cooking and the cleaning. Like, if I don't cook, I don't feel like we getting cooked food. Yeah, I mean, I go in and out of phases. So if it's if easy, you cook stuff that you want, like, you're like, I want nachos tonight. Then you, right. you'll go get stuff and make nachos. But it's not like, oh, we got to eat dinner, so... Let me cook. No, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> definitely not. For me, a lot of times it boils down to convenience. And I think that's why you end up doing most of the cooking, because... I don't want to eat the convenience food. Right. Yeah. That's true. And I may, and there's uh, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh yeah, this would be good, but then I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the store, and I gotta get that, and I gotta get this, and I, I don't know if I have any more of that seasoning, so I gotta get that too. Then I gotta come home and start to prepare all of that, and, and I feel like my days 
don't have enough hours. Well, right? imagine how I feel. Yeah. You want yeah, to have this, like, like, this <laughs> argument again? <laughs> Whatever. I don't even want to hear that. You at home chilling. I understand. <laughs> I understand your thought process, but I don't want to hear that. Yeah. What she's referring to is how late she gets home by comparison to how late I get home. Yes. Or how early I get home. But what she always fails to mention when bringing that up is that I get up hours before her and go to work hours before her. So I should be home hours before you. So. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be. And it's could, not my fault that you, you could chose. You can stop by the store and get the ingredients. You chose and a field. That's, and that's very true. I could. Or I could come home and watch whatever videos I want to watch or play with whatever cards I want to play with. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth, you know? Yeah. Let me say this. Yeah. If there were ingredients to cook the things that I actually like to cook, readily available, mm-hmm. I would cook more often. You could do a click list. You know what I'm saying? That's more time. We're getting away from convenience again. No, you know what a I'm click list is. I'm a sucker for it. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I know what a click list is. Yeah. And sure, it's more convenient than me actually getting up and going to the store and having to shop. We could but, probably order seasonings off Amazon. But I still have to sit down and do the click list. I'm going to look into it. Anyway. But yeah, we're just going to we're gonna see if we can get somebody to speak from the other side on this. So you guys have heard our version of the story. Definitely interested to hear the deeper thoughts and get some of our questions answered on. I'm curious who they poll in this. I'm always wondering, like, when they say millennial women feel like this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what millennial women did y'all talk to? You're right, right, right. <laughs> well, like, none of my friends told me they did no survey for, <laughs> <laughs> for CNBC. You know? Somebody. But anyway, while we're on millennial women and their jobs, I asked for a promotion at work. You guys, for the first time ever in my life. Did you bust in your boss's office and, like, demand it? Kick the door down? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is what I need, and I need it now. With, like, one of those cartoon pals in the right. back. Bam. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Something exactly. like that. That's how it went down? Yeah. Did they immediately throw you out the office? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, so there were ways of going about getting this done that were shared with me. So I just wanted to share them with you guys. These were tips given to me by seasoned professionals. Mm-hmm. If anybody is interested in their pursuit of happiness. One suggested using a, a job description of the position that I'm applying for, essentially, and highlight all the things that I've done as it relates to the job description. Another suggested saving emails that were categorized into topics surrounding the Description such as contributes to teamwork or provides excellent customer service. So anytime I got a compliment from a client or someone told me they appreciated my teamwork, I've saved those emails. And uh, I use Glassdoor.com to figure what a good salary range was for my experience. And 200000 A company. Hopefully, That's yeah. That's demand We're going to put that in the atmosphere. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for, for my experience and a company my size. If Dasha start making 200000 ain't no more Lace by J5, y'all. What? I'm sorry. This is the prime time for Lace by J5. Right. I'm going to be a house dad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, as long as you do the cooking and the cleaning, I don't care. It's fine, as long as you bring it on the 200000 You going to cook and clean? Yep. You going to cook and clean to my expectations? For the 200000 yes. And you going to pick up the children? Yes. And you gonna bathe them and put them. Now you got some motivation. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. Go get it. Hella motivated. <laughs> Go get it. 
if I ain't gotta do none of that, yeah, yeah let me see it. it. Show I'll be, me. I'll be right here. Show me the two hundo. But anyway, well, basically, you got um, suggestions to take a job description and pinpoint the the ways that you already kind of fit into that description, or the ways that you've exhibited skills that relate to that position. Precisely. That's the gist of it. Yes, I think that's a great idea. I know. So for our best and worst this week, Father's Day just passed, so we're going to talk about our best dad moments. What was the best thing, or something that really stuck with you? Maybe something life changing. That your dear old dad taught you, taught young John, young J5, um, John John, as they call him. It's tough to say. I look up to my dad a lot. My dad has always been, you know, quote unquote, one of my heroes. I thought he really exemplified what a husband and dad should be. And I couldn't have asked for a better um, example of that, you know, for me to aspire to one day be that. So it's tough for me to point out one particular instance where he taught me something or you know did something for me that was life-changing there was a lot of those moments but to hone in on one particular area i would just say that it is kind of the 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 being a man of your word and being a stand-up guy like somebody that people can look at and respect you know having respect for yourself and respecting others and that being how you get respect so I, I think that that was probably the biggest thing um those people who know my dad and know him well know that he has a temper you know, he can get ugly. <laughs> but he, if if at all possible, he's very respectful. And so I think that's probably it, you know, him trying to, him teaching me that level of respect to have for myself and others. You know. Nice. When I thought about this, the first thing that I thought of was cooking. I know that sounds backwards. Like, my mom cooked. Shots fired, shots fired. No, 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 no. <laughs> my mom cooked. She well, taught your mama tell her you said you can't cook. She you know she listens to the podcast. She does listen to the podcast. <laughs> My mom cooked, but she taught me how to cook those those big soul food meals that I don't cook because it takes too long and too much time. I, I would be in the kitchen with her. I mean, I never really showed an interest in cooking back when I was in high school and when I was staying with her. I remember I had a friend over one day and my mom was making dressing what else do people call it not dressing stuffing stuffing i was drinking dressing or stuffing and my friend was over and she watched her make it and she was like 13 ingredients you just put 13 ingredients and that was like not even <laughs> including the seasoning but she counted every item that my mom put so she made it things from scratch i that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> I, I can't say that i have put together one of those soulful meals just yet i've done them in pieces but um maybe one day i'll get in the kitchen and get motivated but but my dad taught me how to put together my dad is a single guy um in a in home alone basically most of the time taught you how to make them ramen noodles taught me how to make them them, <laughs> them quick and easy meals uh, i ate a lot of bologna in college <laughs> bologna sandwiches but you would have got along with my dad. <laughs> yeah. He he put me on to seasoned pepper, which is the best thing ever. If y'all never had Lowry seasoned pepper, it's the one with the blue top. Get it. It'll change your life. Seasoned salt. He put seasoned salt in everything. He even makes it. Most people, I think, make their eggs with like regular salt and pepper, but he uses seasoned salt and seasoned pepper in his eggs. I'm like, these eggs got way too much flavor for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't even understand. <laughs> But yeah, just them quick and easy, get you through college, single 
people meals, not them, not the big spreads. I think I learned how to cook ribs from him. And you can cook ribs. I I did cook ribs not too long ago. You enjoyed them. He didn't teach you did how to you cook forget? them. He didn't teach you how to cook them though. Ribs. You cooked them a different way. I cooked them in the crock pot, but he didn't have a crock pot. I know. That's he boiled I'm... them, so I oh, basically did the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like grilling them. Oh no no no! He's not much of a griller. I wish though. I would like to be more hands on on the grill, but I, I'll still use a lot of those recipes if you want to call them today. Cool. Well, that's all we have for today. Any final words, final thought? Um, just that I'm curious to hear from some millennial women out there. Is a millennial woman okay with being like a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home wife? Or does she want to make $100,000 and just wants a man to make hundred fifty? Especially, especially the ones who have worked so hard on their careers. Those are really the ones that we want to hear from. Not the, ones, not the ones who are already staying home because we know you're good. <laughs> I mean that makes sense to me though. That's the kind of lifestyle you're doing. Yeah. You know. Why even go through all that college? <laughs> That's a lot of debt. <laughs> now that they make a um, now that they marry a rich husband. He gotta he gotta pay off your debts, your cell phone bill. That's a lot. I don't know. Maybe our lifestyle is just too much. Maybe we're like we want too much. Oh, I definitely think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna change though. At least not for me. <laughs> You know, you, you might change. I'm, I'm always going to be reaching for the stars. Well, I think I have everything I need right now. That's why. <laughs> Not me. Right now. Right now. I might, Not even close. I might want some more in like five years. Want some more. But I'm good for now. All right. You good for now. So when I start making this 200000 I don't need to give you no more. Because you good for now. Whatever. That what you're saying? Well. So I can just get what I wanted to get and go and knock that out. No, no, you no. good for now? Let me rephrase. <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm like, good for so now. Like good what, for now. I, what would be ideal for me? Is to be able be able to go wherever, whenever I want to go, participate in. That's, that's always way, that's way far from. Good always, for now. always say yes to an activity or an outing. That's not even close to be good for now. Either way, I'm Dasha. I'm J Five, and we are tripping, tripping over, over the broom. Thank you for checking out Tripping Over the Broom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tripping Over the Broom and Twitter at T-O-B underscore podcast for more information about upcoming episodes. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. Any questions you would like us to answer or topics you want to discuss, send an email to trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Until next time, it's J5 and Dasha, and we're Tripping Tripping Over over the the broom. Broom.